Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of HB Critical, a podcast where friends and I talk all things gaming. My name is Jarrell, uh, and I am joined by Gabe. Hello. And Kelly. Hi everybody. And Brandon. What's up? And of course, this is our first official 2020 recording, 2022 recording, um, and we're going to go straight into uh, gaming news as we usually do. But first, how big it's been? What you been playing? I literally just got through playing a whole bunch of Great Ace Attorney. I'm kind of hooked on it because the mystery is getting like really good. I'm almost done with like the first game of the collection <laughs> and then the second game will be there. I don't know if I'm going to do it right away because, uh, you know, a lot of stuff's coming up, but I definitely want to at least see the first game story through because uh, it's pretty so far. And of course, you know, we've been playing Final Fantasy 12 for the JRPG club as well. So there's been that as well. That's more or less it. I've been throwing a little bit of Pokemon, but not much to speak about there. It's so funny you say that because I played the first case and I was kind of done. I think I, if I get back into it, I'll probably feel a little bit better about it. What about you guys? The other two. Uh, I mostly just play Halo Infinite now. I'm pretty much hooked. Um, it's really fun. I just play multiplayer. Um, been getting into ranked. I'm ranking up, but not as quickly as I want to. So I'm getting a little, getting a little irritated, but it's been fun. Halo's easy. Um, I've been... <laughs> Sorry, I've actually been playing a little bit of Halo too, but not. I don't do ranked. I don't. I don't do good in FPSs. Uh, but I decided to torture myself, and I've been playing Bloodborne, Demon Souls. Uh, been playing a little bit of Pokemon, some Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I still haven't finished that game, even though I've been mentioning that game for the past seven eight months and yeah that's it i too have been playing halo infinite how funny i played a little bit of battlefield 2042 that too i don't like it why don't you like it um because it feels i don't know it feels like a game that was released in 2004 but i think that like people enjoy that um but to me halo infinite legit feels like I played this in 2004 on my Xbox. And I think that's kind of what people want. Like they want that same formula. I don't. So it has not been enjoyable for me. But what has been enjoyable for me is talking to you guys about video games. Nice. Let's do that. All right. So uh, first up is (laughs) Sonic Frontiers was originally going to release in 2021 for the series 30th anniversary. This is by our very good friend, Wesley Lovelock, who will hopefully back hopefully be back on the podcast sometime soon. Uh, I know nothing about Sonic, so anyone who wants to can take over about this one. I just have one thing to say, one word. Hallelujah. In fact, holla-fucking-luyah, because Whoa. holy shit. <laughs> let, me, let me just say this about Sonic games. Um, when they take their time, they can be good. Like, obviously the meme is that Sonic 3D with well, 3D Sonic has never been good. That is a that is a lie. There have been good 3D Sonic games, but they need time to make those. Sonic Forces, which is the most recent 3D Sonic game, was very mediocre because they spent, it had four years of development, but three years was just making that engine and one year was actual development. So that wasn't great. Um, but this game, it seems like they're really taking their time. It has, seems to have like a really good story behind it. Graphically, it looks really good. Um, music is always good in Sonic games. There's that that that's one thing that Sonic games never miss is the, is the soundtrack, thankfully. Um, so I do have I am optimistic about it, especially since they seem to actually want to take their time with it. And 
for those who have been hearing the story about Sonic Colors Ultimate, how many bugs that game had when it came out to all the systems, I can only imagine this as, okay, if we're delaying this, then Colors Ultimate has to come out this year because it's the anniversary. Something Sonic needs to come out. And so that probably got uh, released in such a state so the Frontiers can come out to being good. I hope. That's all I got really got to say about it. it. Just I'm just glad they're taking their time. And hopefully it's I mean, they did do a lot for Sonic last year, like for the anniversary. Yeah, that concert was really good. Yeah. I still I still adore that concert, for example, and a few other things here and there. But yeah. Those like expensive, ridiculous, gaudy um necklaces yeah, the, of like the yeah. characters' faces. Like, come on, that's more than yeah, Zelda I, got. Ice. Yeah. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> it oh. really is. They got so, Zelda didn't get no get get Zelda no live concert. Julie, like this shit was ridiculous. I kind of want it, but I'm not going to pay for it. Did I you don't. watch the um, uh, Harry Potter reunion on HBO Max? Yes. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, for those of you who did watch it, uh, a very quick, how'd you like it without spoilers? I was crying. It was I... very, it was so sweet. Um, there wasn't really anything in it. I mean, it was just like, them talking about their experiences on the set and stuff. They kind of went through the movies. It was it was cool. It was a uh, really um, I don't know. It got me in my feels, especially at the end. I was like crying. Um, it was just cool to see them like all grown up and everything. It was I, I don't know. Like I really love Harry Potter, so it just ma- it filled me with so much joy. I I hated that I was like such a baby. <laughs> oh, Hogwarts Legacy was this year, so. Okay, well, oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was gonna say it was similar to Kelly, except mine was it was like a railroad of emotions. Like you start it and you know, you see everybody and you're like, oh my god, they're all grown up. And then like as you keep watching, you're like <laughs> you just start crying. There, I think there's a point, it was like the back end of the midway point of the special that is like, I did nothing but cry for the rest of the time remaining. Like it was nonstop, just waterworks. And I was like, what am I doing? I need to get myself together. Couldn't do it. Um, To me, it was nice seeing, you know, one thing I always wonder about, about actors that spend so much time like in something for example chris chris evans is captain america um the lord of the rings cast you know you kind of sit there and you wonder when you don't see like the dvd specials and stuff you're like oh you know i wonder how they were on set you know how they felt about their experiences and it's it's nice to see that out of the characters that were there you know they all to this day say very positive things about it and you know mm-hmm. they, none of them regret being in harry potter for as long as they did um there is one part I can't say because that'd be a spoiler. Never mind. Um, but also for those wondering that those don't want to see it because of J.K. Rowling, they actually used pre-recorded footage from an interview she had back in 2019. They didn't use any new footage for her for this for this special. She was as uninvolved as could possibly be. So the reason I brought this up is because <laughs> the uh, Harry Potter reunion producers admitted to mistakenly using a picture of Emma Roberts instead of Emma Watson uh, during their promo. Uh, and uh, it, and uh, it was a baby picture of uh, what was supposed to be Emma Watson. And it was totally Emma Roberts. Um, any any comments on that one? Because how the fuck? It happens, I, I guess. Even, I, I guess it happens. <laughs> like, first of all, Emma. Of course, it happens. Like that's just that's that's probably what they said. Like, oh yeah. I have to. I have to. I have to. I have to wonder. Like, it, like 
do they look similar? Like, I have to wonder if it was just like a name thing because they have. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know like how they little that white up. girls. Like, I don't know what you want. Like, sure, they sure, do look okay. similar. But I also, mean, that is my question. That is my question. I guess to check this, like, yeah, y'all could have shown her the picture and just made sure it was her. Like, it's so easy to not. So, yeah, that's hey, is this you? Girl. No, that's not me. Okay, it's you. We're gonna use it. I just said it was me. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving on. Anyway. Excuse me. Uh, so another one from Game Informer, also I think written by Wesley. Let me check. I'm pretty sure it's also written by Wesley. If it's the Skull and Bones thing, then yes, it was written by Wesley. It is not the Skull and Bones thing. Okay. Um, so Days Gone. Do you guys remember Days Gone? We talked about it a little bit. Um, I don't think yeah. any of us played it. Um, I have not known since we talked about it. So bad. <laughs> so uh, the... <laughs> so many of my rules. <laughs> A ghost. The, the Days Gone director, Jeff Ross, says it sold more than Ghost of Tsushima, uh, but was still viewed as a big disappointment by local management. This was a surprise to me. I had no idea yeah. that Days Gone sold more than Ghost of Tsushima, uh, especially yeah, because, weird. oh, that was by Wesley. I was right. This, uh, this is written by Wesley over at Game Informer. Uh, Days Gone has sold wrong? at least 9 million copies, according to its director. Uh, yesterday, Game Informer reported that Sucker Punch Productions' 2020 samurai game Ghost of Tsushima has sold more than 8 million copies. Um, quite, the speed, quite the feat, especially for a new IP from the developer. According to former Days Gone director Jeff Ross, the Pacific Northwest zombie title sold even more copies than Ghost of Tsushima, but instead of warm reception, Ghost of Tsushima received for its sales, PlayStation viewed it as a big disappointment. Quote, mm. at the time I left Sony, Days Gone had been out for a year and a half and a month and sold over 8 million copies. It's since gone on to sell more and then a million plus on Steam. Local studio management always made us feel like it was a big disappointment. And that's from Jeff Ross. Um, mm. I brought this up because I wanted to know how you guys felt about Jeff Ross saying that after all this time. Like, do you believe that he's correct? Because honestly, I felt that way too. Like, had I not read this article, I thought that Days Gone was just really bad. And it might still be bad. Don't get me wrong. I've never played it. It might still be mm-hmm. bad. But the perception around it was that it did bad because no one... Bu- I, I think we talked about it. Like, it did bad because no one bought the game or, like, no one played the game or something. And now we're finding out that it's sold a million more copies than Ghost of Tsushima. Um, and PlayStation still considered it a bad or a game that was not that did not perform well um so i wanted to know just your thoughts in general on how playstation decides games perform well versus how they don't if if you know it's not based on on sales apparently or just your your thoughts on the story in general days days gone came out a year before ghost of tsushima so yeah I mean, a whole more year of sales. I mean, who knows how many goes of Tsushima might sell by, mm-hmm. you know, a year from now. Um, but Days Gone, I remember watching, because um, I did play a little bit of it. I think I rented it from like Redbox. Um, I played a little bit of it. And I remember watching like gameplay of this one scene that they showed at like all the game outlets at the time where there was like these huge hordes coming. And that was like, like, a big part of like why people wanted to play um that game but I feel like it came out and it was like clunky like there was no like it wasn't like unlike other zombie games that come out and like they have a good engine or whatever it was like clunky it was like the first of its name like it was a good game but it was like lacking a little um, so I remember it was kind of badly received and then I think they put it like on sale or something and it sold a bunch of copies or they put it on PS plus or yep, something like that. 
yeah so like I think that's why people now have the game and that it sold more copies but like I don't, I don't know I played some of it it was good but it wasn't like great and Ghost of Tsushima from what I heard is like great oh it is, you know? it is. Yeah. I have played that one it's great yeah uh, so back in January of 2020, Days Gone was the best-selling PS4 exclusive on PSN in 2019, and it also held mm-hmm. a spot in the top 10 best-selling uh, digital games for the entire year. Uh, Benji Sales even joked that Sony won't do PR on the sales success of the game, but I'll keep pointing it out for them. Uh, and I also thought that that was interesting because, I mean, it basically goes back to what Kelly said, because, I mean, look at what PlayStation did for, for uh, Cyberpunk, right? They pulled the game from, from uh, the store so that you couldn't download it until it was fixed. And I'm pretty sure Days Gone came out, like she mentioned, with a bunch of bugs and a bunch of issues. So I can understand, you know, being Sony and not promoting a game that has a bunch of issues, like as a, like as a PR statement. But I can also understand someone who's saying like, yeah, I made this game, it sold 9 million copies. And at this point, it's probably better than it was back then. So why are we not getting, you know, the accolades that something like Ghost of Tsushima would have gotten? So I, I guess I could see both points, but Brandon or, or Gabe? Yeah, um, I agree with a lot with what Kelly said regarding like the game's initial performance, because I had heard very much the same things that uh, it wasn't a bad game. It just, uh, uh, it was very clunky. It was perhaps over ambitious given what those initial trailers had shown. And I think when the game actually did come out, it wasn't mark- It wasn't being marketed as well as way before it was coming out, if that makes sense. Like two E3s ago, you would hear a lot about Days Gone, but then we get to the few months before it came out and it felt like it wasn't marketed that much. So it actually surprises me a great deal that the game actually did get the sales that it did. And again, it being on the PlayStation Plus collection probably contributed to that as well. But in regards to why Ghost of Tsushima is considered a success while Days Gone is not. Again, it's the year difference that definitely contributes, but it's also the, to the effect of its performance. Because of how it was, it just kind of came and went. There wasn't much discussion about it. Meanwhile, Ghost of Tsushima came out. It was the talk for months. Like When people were putting up what the potential game of the year was for 2020, I know The Last of Us Part II like, took a lot of wars, but there was some serious talk about Ghost of Tsushima being potentially on that uh, same pedestal. Like it was uh, this new hot IP that to my knowledge had none of those same issues that Days Gone had. It was like ran pretty flawlessly. And hey, just now we got a PS5 director's cut version that just adds more content. So the discussion has just kept going. And it also got that update as well, the multiplayer update. Um, I forgot what it's called, but it's just that this game was consistently quality and it just kept, people kept talking about it. And they kept updating to it. So maybe they view that, as, regardless of the sales, maybe they just view that as a, as a as a success just because of how better it was received than Days Gone, which, again, just kind of came and went despite the sales. Man, Ghost of Tsushima was beautiful. The graphics. It's gorgeous. I bought the director's edition last night. I'm going to download it tonight. That game just looks so fucking I just good. also wonder why, like, they invested so much in Days Gone whenever they already have like The Last of Us, like another zombie PlayStation exclusive. Like, okay, we get it. Um, no, but what do you mean? I, 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 I really, I it's really do very... think. Mm-hmm. I, I was just gonna say, I really do think that their big selling point was just the volume of zombies that could be on screen. I really feel like yeah. that was their selling point. Well, that was and what then, piqued my interest yeah. about the game. Was like yeah. there was like hundreds, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. But then 
I mean, you can't fight hundreds. I don't know. I don't remember. I never got to that part in the game. There was yeah, like, like the, the the ones the one like trailer spot you guys keep talking about. I remember he's running through like a train yard or something, and there's mm-hmm. hundreds. But like when and that's what you're expecting from the game. So I feel like the game was a very catfish in that respect because from my knowledge, that is that scene that zombie running away from hordes thing is only that scene in that game and the rest of the game it's mm. very it's very you know you're popping zombies left and right but they're very scattered it's not like you're fighting off hordes the whole time and i think okay. that was one of, the, one of the main things about it, it was like everyone's like yeah you know i'm gonna pre-order and buy this game because of that one scene and then they'll see other people play it before they pop it in and it's like uh that's not what i was buying so i think this also this this is also a very good you know sale numbers don't always determine the quality of a game exactly yeah because like i there's always you know there's i'm pretty sure drill and i've had arguments about it but there's always there's always that argument when it comes to talking about how good a game is when it comes to sale and it's like you know i i'd say about 80 percent of the time that's 100 true the as many sale as many copies as it sells it's going to be a good game but then there's times where it's like the sales number is very misleading like people bought bought the game doesn't necessarily mean they're going to play it the same thing with you know the ps5 a shit ton of bots bought ps5s but there's a shit ton of ps5s sitting in hardware is not being played so mm-hmm. uh, sitting in what is it called not hardwares i know what you mean like garages or whatever and yeah playing. i don't know I don't storehouses know warehouses. storehouses yeah, yeah storages whatever <laughs> yeah so i think like you know, I I feel for the guy. I feel for the you know the guy who worked on the game, and you know he's seeing the numbers. He's like, well, my game sold a million more copies this game, but you know, PlayStation's treating it like shit. But it's also like, your game kind of didn't live up to a lot of people's expectations. So it doesn't just because it sold so much doesn't necessarily mean it's successful. Like, for example, um, uh, the high, the latest Hyrule Warriors game, Age of Calamity, mm-hmm. has. I think they just passed 8 million copies um, shipped and sold. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean 8 million people bought it. But in in a lot of like the business perspective of it, because I was reading an article, the business perspective is, you know, that's a that's a win in, you know, the, the in that genre of game, because it's such a niche genre that a lot of people don't play it. And it's like, oh, 8 million copies, you know, that's a win. But again, it doesn't mean that everyone thinks it's a great game or that everyone's playing it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. Give me one second. Okay, sorry for that uh, quick interruption. Um, <clears throat> just the last thing I want to say about this is, uh, I, I know you all remember Sean Layden, who was the uh, the yeah. uh, previous uh, head of PlayStation. He said of Days Gone, congratulations, I always thought it was an ambitious and impressive title, The Hordes. It was a real privilege to be there on launch day, will not forget. Um, and so uh, that kind of obviously is a look into what he thought the potential of the game was because obviously he's one of the people that's going to have to you know green light a title like this and so mm-hmm. he believed in it they believed in it they also go on to say that um it was a small a really small team working on a really huge ambitious title and this was i think just playstation's way of once again um taking a smaller studio ben studio and allowing them to create their vision and seeing how it works but of course even this article mentions you know the biggest difference between them is the scores um uh days gone scored really low ghost of tsushima scored really high this is of course like we mentioned because of you know people got review copies that were just 
really bad. <laughs> and of course, when you're writing a review, it's going to be based on the, the, the what you've been sent. And if that is not a good piece of, you know, game that you can work with, then that, that is what it is. I think one of the worst reviewed games on our website, uh, I think Kelly did, uh, Hex, Hex, Hex Simulator. Do you remember it? And it just didn't even, like, she was texting me, like, this doesn't even work. And I was like, you like, yeah, there's nothing we can do about it except for write about the fact that this isn't, the this game is not, you know, working in, in the proper manner. And that's, I think, what happened to Days Gone. Um, so let's move on. Let's go on. To a tweet from Imran Khan at I'm Ranzoomg, uh, <laughs> and it says the small and inconsequential war Sony keeps fighting on crossplay is still odd. With the new Genshin Impact update, you can no longer claim battle pass rewards on any platform if you bought the, pla- the bought the pass on PlayStation. Sony already has your money here, so this is pointless. PC mobile still works fine, so this is almost certainly a Sony issue and one that was actively changed rather than awkwardly worked around. This just really, really, uh, they just really, really hate the idea of anyone playing games on anything other than their platforms and actually trying to fight it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've talked about Sony Crossplay before. We even found out uh, during that Apple and, and uh, Xbox uh, um, Apple Epic. lawsuit that, oh, sorry, yes, Apple Epic lawsuit. Thank you. Oh, my God. We found out during that lawsuit that, that Sony also charges extra for Crossplay. So... <clears throat> How do you guys feel about Sony continuing to be the standout uh, when it comes to crossplay and cross progression? It's getting kind of sad now, to be perfectly honest. Like we knew that at the beginning, they were opposed to it because they just wanted people to play on their platforms and nowhere else, which is the whole, you know, resisting crossplay in the first place. But like, they're so like they, I, they really only relented due to backlash, and they're just still at this stage to still so resistant to support it that they will literally do the bare minimum so they don't get yelled at and <laughs> it's just it is, it is stuff like this that's just like it's infuriating but it's also expected because they just don't want to support cross play and they'll just do whatever they can to make sure that people are still playing on their platform and they just will not reverse anything until they get backlash from it and even then, as this is ev- this provides evidence to, they'll probably do something else like this in the future that screws over a non-PlayStation player or someone that wants to migrate to another system because they can. And it's just like it's like a it's like a kid that you have to constantly watch to make sure they do their chores. Like <laughs> you, you'll you'll never be able to tell them enough that they'll do it on their own. You always have to watch them. Unfortunately, that's kind of what Sony is with crossplay and with things related to crossplay. I'm in a very annoying spot with this because I don't want to support something like this. Like I'd rather like buy this game, for example, on Switch and then be able to do cross progression on Xbox um, and not buy it on PlayStation just because I can't do that. But at the mm-hmm. same time, a lot of games I prefer to play on PlayStation just because you know that dual sense is really fucking nice and the PlayStation 5 just works really well. Uh, so I'm in a really tight spot with this one. Mm-hmm. I think Sony's situation. just afraid to admit that their Wi-Fi software on their PS5 suck. It sucked on the PS4. No change. No, you're not wrong, but yeah, I. That's all I had to say on that because <laughs> I I've been struggling with their white like. To me, the fact that I can play I've said this before the fact that I can play my Switch online and it runs smoother 
than what it does on my PS5 90% of the time is very concerning to me. That is not it's, the same case for me. It oh well I for me is, my for switch me my switch when I play Smash Bros or when I play Mario Kart online, that shit runs buttery smooth. Let me get you on switch. Like, <laughs> I'm saying like Mario Kart. I've had that experience with Mario Kart. Mario Kart runs smooth for me, but Smash hell no. Smash is just because of the people you're playing. The the, the, the people true. the people who play online Smash Bros in your region in the southeast region have horrible Wi-Fi. <clears> and that's very true. I know because I used to live down there. As soon as I moved up here, Wi-Fi's been my PC does it connects to the Wi-Fi and it'll play perfectly fine. But when it comes to my my PS5, bro, I have to switch between my extender and my actual router every two hours. Because the Wi-Fi experience on my PS5. Okay, yeah, I I think the Wi-Fi adapters on the PS5s are pretty bad, but I don't. Ha- I've never had the experience. Here. That means I got one of the faulty ones. God damn it. <laughs> you know, I used to really think, bad. When I had the PS4, I used to think I got one of the faulty ones as well because my Wi-Fi was running bad then. But it's just because AT and T had bad Wi-Fi. Mm. I mean, they do, and I have AT and T. Yeah, so I just got better by now. But like, I'm telling nah, you, this okay. there. Like I would sit there and I would like I would just like my cousin's like oh why'd you disconnect I was like dude I don't know I I think my PS4 is messed up probably should have traded it in to see that it wasn't messed up but at the same time I had one of the special edition PS4 Pros. All right, well <laughs> that was a little <laughs> bit of a tangent. Uh, Kelly, did you want to comment on this at all? No, Kelly doesn't give a fuck. Oh. Really quickly, have you enjoyed your uh, PlayStation 5? Have you been playing it at all? Or is it just... Collecting dust. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> okay, so uh, at CES, uh, PlayStation was at CES 2022, and they confirmed their next VR headset is called PSVR 2. Uh, mm-hmm. And here are a few specifications of it. Um, it's called the... the Name of the controller is officially called the Sense Controllers, which will offer things such as haptic feedback, um, which you now have in the DualSense controller. Uh, the PSVR 2 will feature an OLED display um, with a nice uh, per eye panel resolution of 2000 by 2040. The headset will also support 90 hertz and 120 hertz with a field of view approximately 110 degrees. Um, They also note that the PSVR 2 will include four cameras on the headset and controller tracking IR camera for per eye tracking. Your movements and the direction you look at are reflected in game without the need for an external camera. Uh, In addition, they announced that one of the first new games coming to run on the next-gen headset is Horizon Call of the Mountain, which is being co-developed by Guerrilla Games and Fire Sprite uh, Games, and the latter of which uh, was acquired by PlayStation last September. Um, And there's no more available uh, information on Call of the Mountains as of yet, but they said that the game is being built specifically for PSVR 2 and will open the doors for players to go deeper into the world of Horizon. Um, They did not reveal when the PSVR 2 would come out. Um, are any of you interested in virtual reality and consoles? Yes. Yeah, but I don't like buying them. I I didn't get into the PSVR because there was nothing. There's a lot of little interesting things that are like, oh, if I had a VR, I'd play this. But nothing was like told me I need to get this. It's kind of the same for me right now with the VR 2. Nothing there has like, this is like cool stuff if I have it, but it's not like it's going to. Uh, make me go get it. Also, I just want to comment on this real quick. I think that Horizon Call of the Mountains, was it called? 
-hmm. I think that's probably closer to release than we think, but I think they just probably just want to get out uh, the actual Forbidden West before they go too deep into this. I I have my prediction is that Call of the Mountains will be a launch title for when the VR2 actually does release. Oh, yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's probably a lot closer. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much my position of VR2. It's, it looks cool. If if there's something that I really want to get for it, then I, I will. This was this announcement came out of nowhere, though. Like, when I when the, all this was getting announced, like, I was literally in my bed getting ready to go to sleep. And like, what, Man, what the best announcement at CES was the color-changing car. Come at me. I don't care. That shit was dope. Plus a bunch color of really cool car. TVs. I need to look that yeah. up. I didn't see that. Plus a bunch of really cool TVs. Yeah, okay. it's a fucking really ugly BMW. It's not ugly. Whatever. This is off topic. Um, there are a bunch <laughs> of really nice TVs as well. But the, the biggest part of this is that the PSVR 2 will only have one cable that is required to connect to the PS5. Anyone Hallelujah. who the PSVR uh, previous one knows yes. the struggle of all those fucking oh cables. So um, that's the, the biggest thing is that it's going to be a 4K resolution and it will only awesome. require one cable connected to the PS5. So that's going to be a lot of fun for people to be able to pull out and easily play grayson friend of the show has taken pictures of the struggle he has when trying to pull out his psvr and untangle wires just put that shit up um so yeah that's a that's that let's move on all right so have you guys transferred images from your switch screenshots or videos or anything from your switch to an apple or android device before yes android yes yes i have how would you describe that process Hard or easy or intermediate? Intermediate. Intermediate sounds about right. Like the Q, the QR scanning thing, it works. It's fine. Okay, so I think it's really easy because legit, I just scan the QR shit and it goes to my phone. Like it's not an issue for me. The only reason I, I, I call it, sorry. No, go ahead. No, the only reason I call it intermediate is because sometimes it won't, like it has to do that, that quote unquote Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. Like sometimes it won't do it. It won't switch over. And I'm like, why isn't it giving me my picture? But that's the only reason I call it intermediate. Well, exactly. It's, it's, it's an easy process. It's just sometimes can be annoying. That's all. There's a new app that's going to make saving screenshots from your Switch less of a headache from iGen.com, written by Jared Moore. Switch Buddy is an app that makes it much easier to transfer screenshots and videos from your Nintendo Switch to mobile devices. There you go. So you guys can work on that later on. Maybe it'll make you feel better about the process. I don't know. I, I don't personally have any issues. Um, so former team members criticized Bioshock creator Ken Levitt's inability to actually release a game. Wow. This is from your oh. on that. I'm oh, not. I've heard about this one. Keep keep talking. Um, so first of all, wow. Like it's so funny because when I was reading this, I was like, I imagine like HP Critical is like, we feel like Jarrell has the inability to actually publish podcasts. I'm like, you fucking bitches. <laughs> like, fuck you guys. Like, well, it doesn't take you eight years to get a podcast out though. Okay, but games are kind of different. Um Anyway, so Bloomberg has reported that after nearly eight years of development, the next project from Bioshock creator Ken Levin is in development hell. The report is based on interviews with several of Levin's former colleagues at Ghost Story Games, the, st- the small studio set up by Levin following the launch of Bioshock Infinite and his decision to subsequently shutter from studio Irrational Games. These colleagues discussed Levin's flawed management style, which has led to vast amounts of work being scrapped and staff left with nothing to show for, their year- for years of their lives. Um, <clears throat> 
okay, I'll go to a quote from an employee that says the ideas and ambitions were great, but the scope just grew and grew without concern for the team's ability to get it done by our fall 2017 deadline. Ken wanted to make a AAA game with a budget team size. It was never going to happen. Others criticized Levin's perfectionism and ego. He is charming and charismatic. Another form, uh, former staff member said, but can become moody and lash out singling out an individual while berating them in front of uh, their co-workers. Half of those picked to join Levin at Ghost Story have now quit, including the studio's top producer. Uh, one estimate put Ghost Story's debut game still a couple of years away from release. Uh, take two and Levin declined to comment on the report. Um, so we've got a boss, Ken Levin. He makes really great games. People really love Bioshock. This is surprising to me because I feel like you should have you should have, you know, directors, producers, you've got a line of people to ensure that stuff like this doesn't happen. But of course, when you have someone that's ahead of the studio that's making the big ideas for the games and they just have all the say so and they decide like, yeah, no, I said we're gonna do it this way and it has to be this way and everybody quits, then this is, you know, su subsequent to exactly what would happen. It just is kind of funny that all the employees are like, yeah, he was trash. <laughs> like he sucks. I can now tell you guys why eight years of my life I've been trying to make this game and nothing has come out. It's because my manager is just really piss poor at management. So any thoughts on this one? All I can really say is like, obviously the man has the talent because again, he did direct the Bioshock games and they turned out really well. But in terms of like, obviously having his own studio making a game, he has like 100% ego and like 0% like management skills is the impression that I'm getting because like you're, yeah, like you said, you're supposed to have like a team to like, you know, uh, balance the budget, balance the, the workload and stuff like that. But a lot of that's just not happening. So they've languished eight years with this kind of game and that he doesn't seem to like really want to take a whole lot of criticism so the game is not 100% what he wanted, like for the entire thing, he will scrap months of work and then just start over again, which has been done in game development. Nintendo's notorious for scrapping work if it doesn't meet their standards, but eventually the game does come out is the difference. The fact that there's eight years and we don't even know what the hell they're making at this point is, a, 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 and they just have all this money too, which I think it was take two that like is giving them all this money and they're just not, nothing is coming out of it. It's just, it's, it's talent. It's just very poor management skills. And frankly, probably some really poor people's skills too. Because, you know, a lot of people just leave and it's like, ah, I don't, I don't want to do this no more. This guy's. Yeah, you just can't give you, some people just, and I'm just talking based on experiences that I've read about, but some people just can't handle being on their own. Because obviously mm -hmm. when he was under Irrational Games, he was able to get, you know, games out. We talked to Austin um, mm -hmm. and, you know, he told us a little bit about the, the fact that there are people to ensure that these games are coming out on time. Like they have people making timelines to ensure that they're being met to get these games out. And apparently it's just not happening over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just they coming together. <laughs> So I don't know if you guys heard, but the Halo Infinite lead writer leaves 343 Industries to join Riot Games. Uh, one of Halo mm. Infinite's lead writers, Aaron Lind, has announced he is leaving developer 343 Studios to join industry rival Riot Games. This is from Dom Pepiet at VG247.com. Have you guys played the, have you only played uh, uh, multiplayer or have you played like the story? 
I've only played multiplayer. Play multiplayer. All right, well, I'm going to move on then because <laughs> this makes no difference to any of you um, because y'all didn't play the. Are you interested? Are you going to play the story? Or are you just, you guys I'm, satisfied with multiplayer? I was thinking I might play it, but I'm really just in ranked right now. I'm like in the trenches. I'm just trying to rank up. Like that's all I care about. So not okay. anytime soon. All right, cool. Um, so also from Game Informer, also by Wesley. Uh, this yeah. is the Wesley show. Uh, the Xbox and OP nail polish uh, collaboration unlocks Halo Infinite Forza Horizon 5 skins. So for those of you who don't know, Microsoft has revealed the collaboration between Xbox and nail polish brand OPI. And as expected, each color is themed after something to do with Xbox. While the nail polishes and the colors they come in look quite nice, there's another interesting aspect to this collaboration. Purchasing the Xbox-inspired Spring 2022 OPI collection gets you exclusive in-game Halo Infinite and Forza Horizon 5 content. Rider shoot in style with the best-looking nails your controller has ever seen. So, I've seen these colors. They're really nice. I think this is great. Put some paywall shit behind fucking nail <laughs> polish and force everyone to go out and buy it. Like, what a brilliant idea. Like, if I were OPI Nails, I would jump on this shit so quick because not only are you going to have dudes buying nail polish for their <laughs> girlfriends, you're going to have dudes buying nail polish for themselves, of course, and then you're just going to have people buying nail polish for the skin and Halo. That shit is brilliant. Fucking yeah. brilliant. Um, and the colors look really nice, too. You guys should look them up if you haven't seen them. I totally would buy some. Uh, Kelly. Yes. Gabe. Brandon. How do y'all feel mm -hmm. about this OPI... Uh, OPI uh, 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 nail polish collaboration that has some nice little incentives for Infinite and Horizon, not Horizon, Forza Horizon players. It's pretty funny to me that like, I don't know, I would have never thought nail polish. I would have thought makeup, you know, yeah, or something, but like, is interesting. yeah, but nail polish specifically and um, specifically that brand, which is a good nail polish. I have some other colors, uh, like, I don't know. I I think that they have a lot of colors already, so this is not surprising. Um, but to get like special skins and stuff, that's pretty cool. I think I'm probably gonna have to get some now. I mean, it's not gel polish, so eh, probably don't want to do that. But I think it has to be nail polish. It's not gel polish. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, okay. aside sorry. from like not being makeup, like I think yeah. it has to be nail polish because enough guys are wearing nail polish yeah. for this to be like a, per first of all, I've worn makeup before. I've worn nail polish before. Paint your fucking nails. This shit is so therapeutic, but um, they require two different skill sets. <laughs> like anyone can paint their nails. Not anyone is going to try to go out and buy makeup because holy shit, it's a struggle. If you don't know what you're doing, let me tell you what your skin tone is going to be like three different colors. Um, so I think it has to be nail polish because it's the easiest, most accessible thing, right? Like, I, I mean, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that nail polish is literally the easiest and most accessible thing aside from like, you know, actual makeup and foundation, et cetera, et cetera. Because I would rather paint my nails blue than put on some blue eyeshadow because I would have to find a nice blue to match my skin. It's just too much. It's just too much. Um, anyone else on that? Before? I'm not going to argue that nail polish is probably the easiest thing to apply, but me personally would love to see it on some mascara because I would use mascara more because let me tell you, I wore mascara once for a play. My skin has never looked so <laughs> damn smooth 
and I'm listen. I have pictures of that day. I'm like, I just please send, I want, please send I want that again. But like, also, like you said, it's hard, of course. Different skin tones. I have facial hair, little stubbles that like to poke out, so it'd be weird to put on. So I guess nail polish was the way to go. You know, it's pretty easy. Also, it, it was like you said. You know, people are going to be buying it for their partners. And again, like you said, it is significantly easier to just be like, hey, what color do you want? Oh, you want this color? Okay, it's not going to be like, all right, you have to get this certain blend from this company, (laughs) but you also have to get this blend from this other company. And if they don't have it, then you're going to have to go to this other company and find a blend that doesn't match with the first blend. You get where I'm going here. You sound like a man with a girlfriend. I've had my experiences. (laughs) I've had my experiences. I, it's, it's. It's gotten to the point where when you tell me to look for something certain, I'm going to write it down and I'm going to follow whatever directions you give me. I'm not going to do anything else because I had to buy makeup once for one of my girlfriends and I did what I thought was right. I was like, okay, I can't find this here. So I'm going to just go ahead and grab this one because you know oh, what? No. I think this is your skin tone. No, never I was did. literally one shade off, like the one shade off, like on the, on the, uh, whatever it's called, like where they show you the shade. It was one shade off from what she needed, but like when she applied it, it was like 50 shades off. I was yep. like, what the fuck? Yep. So it's... I learned my lesson from that day. Just, you know, keep it simple. Not gonna lie, this Halo skin looks sick though. It's like a shiny purple like skin for the nail polish. It's like super cute. I'm gonna have to get it. But you have to spend $20 <laughs> on nail polish <laughs> to get that. So that's kind of a lot. To be honest, yeah, that's essentially paying twenty bucks for for a skin. That's kind of rough. And Fortnite makes you do it, <laughs> which I still also think is kind of rough. But but like you're purchasing twenty dollars worth of nail of, yeah product, products. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it'll end yeah. up being worth it when you use the nail. Yeah, you're actually, yeah. as opposed to just paying twenty dollars to Fortnite and getting just one skin that you're going to use until the next one comes out. Uh, speaking of things that are coming out, PlayStation Now has officially released their games for January 2022. What? You mean PS Plus, right? No, I'm at PlayStation Now. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> bad. I'm bad. I, can I? Did I read this wrong? No. I okay. Yeah. I was laughing. Yeah. No, I didn't see this now stuff. All right. Well, PlayStation Now games for January 22 are Mortal Kombat 11, Final Fantasy 12, the, Zod- the Zodiac Age, and Fury Unleashed. And I brought this up specifically because for anyone who's also listening to the podcast, remember that Fuck. we were doing the JRPG Club for uh, Final... What? I said plug. <laughs> oh, I heard fuck. And That's like, what I heard. What did I do? <laughs> anyway, yeah, so we're playing through uh, Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age. Look forward to our next stopping point. A lot of shit is happening in that game, so um, it's going to be... Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we have a, yes. a shit ton to talk about. Uh, but oh, while man. we're talking yeah. about games that are releasing, I want to talk about some games that are coming up, and uh, I'm going to give you guys... Oh, this is the BMW color-changing car. It's not what I want. I want the <laughs> uh, 40... I think it's like 40-something games that are coming to um consoles this year and i lost it what is a lot 
yeah yeah yeah. so i i, I want to tell you guys what's coming and just get a, a a gist of how you're feeling about this year and what you're excited for but i'm gonna do that last the next thing i'm gonna, the next to last thing uh the penultimate topic is the fact Ooh. that e3 is now shifting to online only because of the omicron uh concerns uh, due to ongoing health risks surrounding COVID 19 and its potential impact on the safety of exhibitors and attendees e3 will be held um what Ether will yes. not be held in person in 2022. Ether is not going to be held in, in person in 2022 because of COVID-19 and the Omicron variant. Thoughts? It's, you go for it, Gabe. Go. Surprised they did it this early, but I guess it means they'll be more prepared, hopefully, for a digital event. Um, nope. Did you say nope? No, I said I hope. I oh yeah, I uh, yeah. I, I was like, I was like, all right. I guess we're gonna argue now. But... I really heard like <laughs> no. <laughs> but but no, nah, I mean, yeah. I'm surprised they pulled the plug this early. Well, I'm not gonna say pull the plug sounds like they're killing the entire show. My bad. I'm surprised I mean, they decided this. I don't so think early. it's that early. You don't think you think it's too no. late? I I think There's... because what is this? This is January, right? Yeah, we're January. At the beginning of January. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> And E3 is usually like in June, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's only That's five months. months. That I, I'm not counting January because they just announced it. That is uh, like essentially if you have prepared last year for this year's E3, you now oh, have true. five sure. months to ensure that everything that you plan to go on a stage and do for like Xbox, you have five months to figure that shit out and make sure you have something prepared for a presentation that's going to work out. For some companies, it's going to be easy. Maybe Xbox is literally just going to do what they're going to do before and record it. Um, but for other companies, like, uh, well, first of all, PlayStation's already pulled out. Nintendo's not going to be a part of it, right? So like, I'm saying this as if like, the big three are going to be there. We know they're not. Wait, pause. What do you mean Nintendo's pulled out of it? Uh, but Nintendo and PlayStation aren't officially a part of E3 is what I mean. Like, they're oh, going to have thought... their own, like... No, PlayStation is completely yeah, but... out of it. Nintendo yeah, does the direct. directing in their treehouse. Yeah, but their direct and treehouse are not officially a part of E3. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they are. Oh, sorry. Uh, I so... got so scared. I was like, wait, <laughs> when, did they, when did they stop My going? fault. My fault. So uh, Nintendo, you know, probably but to, nothing but, to worry about because but to your but, but to your point, Jarrell. But to your point, Jarrell. Like, um, even though I, they are uh, part of E3, they they are used to doing this. Like, they whether E3 is in person or not, they always do the direct anyway slash Treehouse. So don't even mean anything to them. Really. Yeah. So like, of course, it's not going to be an issue for them. But any other smaller company, we have no idea how much they have to move around within a five month span. With also while also dealing with COVID to be able to have a presentation. Ready. so i don't think it's too early i think it might be honestly like depending on the company it might be a little late but i think it's better ahead. than what they did last year last year they announced they're going to do digital or was that two years ago one of the one of the past two years it was last year oh yeah they announced they're going to do like did they announced they're coming back or something like a month and a half before the actual dates so yeah which but, was also trash <laughs> Yeah. It was oh, last man. Year, yeah, because last year was just a, a shitty, like everything everywhere E three. Nobody knew what was going on. Or was that the year yeah. before? Was it? I can't years? remember now. 20, 2020 was nothing. Twenty twenty was just straight up canceled. No online. No nothing. Okay, so then it was last year. But it was just like yeah. you had to like be paying attention to IGN and Twitter and like oh look, wait hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on I just remember something. Yeah, there was no E three in twenty twenty, but they instead that was the first summer games fest. 
And that was the point where announcements just came wherever the fuck. Randomly, and so yeah. and so you had you no idea when anything was going to come out. Summer Games Fest, I will say, was handled a little better last year since E3 was also back because it was all consolidated kind of like in one show instead of being whenever, like, you're just, like, doing whatever for three months and then suddenly an announcement comes. Sleeping. Sleeping. And you're waking up. There were some announcements that came out in the middle of the night, and that was terrible. I hated it. I hated that Summer Game Fest. That was the worst. I'm glad it's gotten better. Whatever. Actually, I think it was called, like, Summer Game Fest. It doesn't matter. It sucks. I think Summer Game Fest was the right one, because they just announced today that they're coming back again. Yeah. What were you saying, Gabe? You were, you were, I, I cut you off because I was saying that I don't think that was about five months was. Um, oh, no, no, no. That, that was what I said after about it. You know, the year before they announced their thing a year, a month and a half before it happened. So that's what, that's why to me, it seemed like it was an early move on their part because I kind of associated them with being very last minute. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. E3 is so last minute. Five months is early. Checks out. I mean, I'll be honest. No, I, 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 I'll be honest. I don't start remembering about E3 until around like April, May. So yeah, that's when, I, I like, when that's you sent the yeah. article, I was like, what the fuck is E3? I'm like, oh, I didn't send it. Yeah, you said that. Which is so funny because when you sent that, Christy sent a message and like in a separate time, Christy sent a message. She was like, Darrell posted. I was like, I, I did it. Like, I was I was at work for 13 hours today. Um, so let's talk about 40 48 games coming in uh 2022. And if there's one that you're excited for, I want to know which one it is and why. And then we're gonna end. <clears throat> oh, I ran out of coffee. All right, let's let's wrap this shit up because I ran out of coffee. And I'm going to go to sleep. Uh, so we got Rainbow Six Extraction, Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, Dying Light mm. 2, Stay Human, mm. Sifu, Crossfire X, Total War, Warhammer 3, Horizon Forbidden West, Elden Ring, Evil Dead the Game, Babylon's Fall, Grand Turismo 7, Stranger Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl, um, Oxen 3 2, Lost Signals, The Day Before, Forspoken, Ghostwire Tokyo, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, Star Trek Resurgence, Saints Row, Redfall, Scorn, Starfield, The Lord of the Rings Golem, Company of Heroes 3, Homeworld 3, Marvel's Midnight Suns, A Plague Tale Requiem, Ark Raiders, Ark 2, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, totally forgot that was a thing, Bayonetta 3, The Callisto Protocol, God of War Ragnarok, Gotham Knights, Hogwarts Legacy, Kerbal Space Program 2, Layers of Fear 2022, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Nightingale, The Outlast Trials, Shadow Warriors 3, Sonic Frontiers, Splatoon 3, and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Do you guys... Whoa. (laughs) 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 No one saw anything. Our listeners did it. Anyway, do you guys think that 2022 is going to be the year that really takes these new consoles forward? Do you think it's going to be a good year for gaming? Are you excited for what the year has to bring? Uh, do you have any resolutions for 2022 based on, you know, what what games are coming out this year? Just the 48 that we know about. So it's probably going to be more this year. Um, any expectations? Uh, what are you excited about? Uh, just let me know how you feel about 2022 so far so that at the end of the year, we can do a retrospective and see how well 
or how well yeah disappointed we're gonna be <laughs> no how disappointed we are at the end of the year once we play all these games in the stock. no i'm just kidding so um right, anything you're excited about how are you feeling about 2022 and gaming um uh what do you think I mean, yeah that's you yeah no go on I was just going to say, to answer your first question about whether I think this will be the year where they really show off like uh, what the next generation consoles like PlayStation 5 and Xbox series can do, it's possible. It just it depends on when when these, these big games come out. I think PlayStation 5 is probably going to have a really strong year because not only are we getting Horizon uh, Forbidden West coming out next month, but then God of War Ragnarok, I think is supposed to come out this year as well. Yeah, and that's already like, and that's already like two really strong like PlayStation Five games. And if they got more in the wings, that's going to be a strong year for them. Xbox, I guess we'll have to see because I, I personally Red don't know. Redfall like, and Starfall would like to have a conversation Starfield. with you. Shit, Redfall. Oh, Star, Starfield, oh, Starfield this year. Would like to have a conversation with you, sir. If, Starf- if, if Starfield is this year, that's a that is a big one. I will totally give you that. And Redfall, I think it could still be. I, I've only seen the one trailer. I think there's a lot that needs to be shown before I could really say that's going to be like the the winner for Xbox. But anyway, I think it's I, funny that you have a problem with Redfall, Brandon. Why I saw you got a, a single trailer. Redfall, Brandon. I'm so neutral to that game right now. That one trailer. Why are you just, neutral to that game, Brandon? I didn't see shit. That's why I'm neutral. That's wow. why. So the one I saw a that has trailer. some diversity at Xbox, are you neutral, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I got to see gameplay. I'm just kidding. Anyway, as far as whether it's going to be a good year for gaming in general, though, hell yeah, it is. I think it, like you named a lot of really good games, and there's probably even more that we don't even know about. Now, 2022 sounds like it's going to be a good year for gaming. As far as games that I'm excited for, um, assuming, and this is a big, and this is a big if, if Breath of the Wild sequel and Final Fantasy 16 makes 2022, then holy shit, I'm excited for those two games more than bruh, bruh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Let's go Arceus and then Final Fantasy and then Breath yeah. of the Wild 2. Legends Arceus is coming out like really soon. That's like less than a month away. That's like really soon. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. I would say that of the games that I know that's coming out this year, though, my number one right now is Triangle Strategy. And I've talked about it before in the podcast. I'm just really excited to see what that story is going to be like, what the gameplay is going to be like. I literally pulled up our Monday mission just so I can look up some of the other games I'm excited for because I had to like have that list ready. Um, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, looking forward to seeing the, what Kirby can do in 3D. That was exciting. Um, Forspoken looks incredible. Suck. What's up? <laughs> I hope it doesn't. I hope it <laughs> no, no, I said he's going to do some suck. Oh, he's always going to do some suck. And they say that was going to suck. I was like, what? Please don't say that like that about Kirby. He is a child. No, he's not. He's a god. Okay, fair. And Advanced Wars 1 and 2 reboot camp because I fucking love Advanced Wars. I'm glad that it's finally coming back, even if it's just a remake of the original. I love that I you just, love Advanced Wars. I adore Advanced Wars. I adore that game so much. I've literally never heard of it. And, and I, I so excited. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw out one last one. I really hope this is the year that Digimon Survive comes out. Because oh, yeah. I also I also think that's a very ambitious Digimon game. I haven't been in really invested in a Digimon game in forever. Mm-hmm. Like the last one I played was pretty good, but I didn't really finish it. But this one, like it ha- it promises a lot. I don't know if it's going to deliver all of it, but I'm, I like what they think it's going to be. Like it's going to be like another tactical style game where your decisions will have uh, like big tactical, effects. Tactical, never mind. Uninterested. 
Yeah, no, I'm interested, but I yeah, because you're, you're not interested in tactics. I'm interested in Midnight Marvel Midnight Suns for the same reason. Like, there's a lot of tactical games coming out this year, mm-hmm. and I hope I end up liking them. I know tactical yeah. games can suck. Kelly, well, I'm done. I'm very <laughs> interested to see how you feel about this because I know that you were talking about how disappointed you were at uh, so many remakes coming out and no new IPs coming. There are quite a few new games coming this year. Yeah, you said it before. Don't give me that face. You literally talked about how you're waiting for brand new stuff multiple times. Well, now yeah, there's I a mean, lot of brand new stuff coming out. So how are you feeling? I feel pretty good. I mean, I'm looking forward to the horror games for sure. Like Evil Dead, the game. I'm sure I'll play the shit out of that. Uh, Kalisto Protocol, definitely interested in that one. Um, God, there's other things, I'm sure. Um, but a lot of them are kind of just like on the same thread of games that I already play. I mean, Arc 2, it's okay, it's a sequel, so it's not new. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. Kelly <laughs> said Arc 2. The fuck is that? I played Arc 1. Yeah. Well, I mean, I assume that it will look better. It can't possibly look worse. So. <laughs> Um, that's, that's true that, that, game, that game looks like shit it's so much fun but it looks I like love shit that you love it um, and you're just like oh but it looks so bad i love it looks that. so bad that's i mean awesome. i'm glad it looks bad because then my pc can run it so and there you go great it's like um, uh, world of warcraft yeah oh, i miss world of warcraft okay uh i really um i think it's gonna be a good year i want to play the outlast trials like i said i will gift it to us all so that we can suffer together uh, Outlast is a very horrifying uh, experience, so I would love for us to all share that. Um, it's a four-player, uh, so it'll be great. And yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that game probably the most. I I hate Outlast, but I love it. Like I'm so terrified, but I just love being scared. I don't know. I love just being frightened. <laughs> I'm just a freak. So okay. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to the Alice Charles for sure. Was Texas Chainsaw coming this year? Supposedly, yeah. Okay, because um, I don't think that was on this list. So. Yeah, I feel like you missed a couple. Uh, Dying Light 2, you didn't mention. Uh, right? Yeah, I mean, this is just from uh, IGN. So I just read the 48 games coming from IGN. There, there are still more. Yeah, there are, oh, I there just, are more, yeah. I just remembered a game that that could be a lot of fun that I know Gabe, at least, was probably interested. Dragon Ball The Breakers. Okay, man. so what about oh, a game that Jarrell's interested in? Not. Yeah, you already talked about Redfall. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Gabe saw the trailer and he was talking shit about that. That giant yeah, that was like the first thing I did. Why. That trailer <laughs> looks so bad. Not bad, yeah. but the game itself, like it looks. We- it's not a Dragon Ball game. It, come on, it's weird. It really I just, just want to kill people in a cell, and maybe. And, but like, and then I keep, I keep reading up on it, and like it just gets weirder and weirder. Like you can, it's basically like a. Uh, don't tell me the name of the game. I got this. I can do this. I can do this. Um, uh, is it Dead by Daylight? Yeah. Yeah, it's like Dead by Daylight. It's Dead by Daylight. Dragon yeah, Ball. That's, yeah, it's Dead by Daylight with Dragon Ball. That's and I, I didn't like Dead by Daylight. So I'm not gonna like, I like Dead by Daylight, so, so I'm, I'm all about it. it Dead by Daylight. The, it, it, it looks Ball. so... Leave Dead by Daylight and Dead by Daylight. Do it's not, gonna it bring so, so many fans like me who is not interested in Dragon Ball Z. Oh, wait, like, hang, I on, hang on, hang on. I want to I I I supply one real quick thing. We didn't talk about this. I know, I know. Like There was a new story that came out this week that TV Asahi had Hold like 50,000 people in Japan what their favorite games was. And despite it being, uh, again, uh, polling people in Japan, 
Dead by Daylight was like 30th place. So that game is actually pretty big over there. So I think that might be the inspiration of why Dragon Ball The Breakers is, is a thing because they would probably uh, want that kind of like in general. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Dragon like, Ball is popular. Dread by Daylight is popular. So they said, oh, let's put them together. So at least there it'll probably be really big for that reason. All anyway, right. That's if all y'all see me dancing, too. it's because there was some special sauce in this. Ooh, hey. Laxatives. Anyway, I'm excited yeah, for you, though. <laughs> yeah, what do I gotta hurry up? You, know, uh, you, have, so you have all the time in the world. If this recording stops, I'll still be here listening. Go ahead. I appreciate that. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2, obviously. At this point, everyone's saying it's coming out this year. I'm Unless it gets delayed, it's coming out this year. Nothing's gonna tell me it's not. Um, Elden Ring, cannot I wait in the ring yes. oh, cannot <laughs> wait to you know put myself through another because i'm probably not gonna be done with bloodborne and demon souls by then so just more torture for me love to hear it hogwarts legacy i actually read an article of the top 10 things coming to hogwarts or the 10 top 10 things about the game and it's just it's it re-sparked me again and you know yes Spark obviously jk up. rowling is also not involved in that so even more reason for me to whoop pre-order that bitch yes whoop, whoop. <laughs> um pokemon Arceus. i i'm just excited for the game because it's a new pokemon game yeah um, probably gonna play it for a week and then give up because i'm not really good mm-hmm. at pokemon games yeah doesn't mean it sucks that just means uh, you suck pretty much <laughs> um uh damn there's something else that you mentioned in that list that i completely forgot oh sonic frontier um actually i kind of want to buy that game more of a meme just to see where because where it's gonna fail at because that I'm that, sorry that game did not look like a Sonic game when they showed it it looked like Sonic was dropped into an open world game like Skyrim or something damn I wish you said Breath of the Wild I was going to but everyone, Sonic, keeps, but compar- everyone keeps, everyone Dude, keeps comparing totally... everyone keeps comparing every open world game that comes out now to Breath of the Wild nah, and it's I'm a little annoying it like that's all I'm gonna do like every open there's world other Breath of the Wild. Do something else um nah. uh the Kirby Forgotten and Forgotten Land I've just excited to get back into a kirby game oh, yeah. and yeah whatever else they're gonna announce uh thor not thor ragnarok my bad uh god of war ragnarok <laughs> excited for that one it's always fun to be kratos and smack the absolute shit out of things that's not humanly <laughs> possible um i know there's more games i've just forgotten um can't wait for the new fire emblem game to be announced or come out this year please get announced thank you yeah, that'd be nice. Come out in December. Nothing can beat three houses, so it won't even matter. You see, I want them to make something that can beat three houses. I want to go down the rabbit can. hole again. They can't. But another they, two peaked. weeks beating the game. Three I got to do Route 3 this year. That's, yeah. They've peaked. Is Ooh, it my turn? I hope. Oh, no, hold on. What really quick? I, I It's not going to come out this year, but I hope they give us more information on Dragon Quest 12. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. cool. Uh, hopefully, it Let's is less it. boring than Dragon Quest Eleven. You take that back right now. Uh, well, Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest Three. Anybody the Dragon Quest Three trash. Oh the yeah, Dragon... the the remakes that might come out this year because the, they did a press thing where saying that the team Asano yeah. that does those games said, "Hey, we got more games to announce and release this year besides Triangle Stars." Like shit, really? So that might be one of them. It's a possibility. It's a, it's, it's a remake of it all. Is it my turn now? 
Yes, go for it. All right, well, there's not enough time for me to talk about my Sorry, forespoken. All of my time. So um, you guys will just have to assume what I would yes. like based off of that list because there's no more yeah. time for Forspoken, forespoken and Redfall. Those are Jarrell's favorite games. That's all he's That like. is not at all the truth. <laughs> However, um, I'm going to end this podcast now because it's really late. Thank you guys for talking to me. Um, uh, right, right. I will write what I'm looking forward to on Twitter at some point at, in 2022, probably like December 31st. <laughs> <laughs> See how I wait, uh, wait, what I was looking forward to, so everyone will know. Also, okay. I have a date tomorrow, so anyone listening, send your boys some good luck because we're gonna hope that things go really well. The vibes. Um, yes, send me Twitter DMs. Send me Twitter DMs of like really nice gifts of like good luck on your date, Rel, because then I'll know that I got that positive ass energy. Um, and I also need to sleep because I work. I work. I work, and I've got a date tomorrow. It's gonna be crazy, and I'm gonna be editing this podcast. It's gonna be wild. So for all of you listening, thank you guys. Um, for continuing to listen, bitches, give us a motherfucking rating because I'm sick of not seeing the motherfucking ratings on my shit, bruh. Go fucking rate this shit if you love us. If you don't love us, then why are you listening? I don't know. Also, I'm gonna cut this out. That was very that was very aggressive. No, I leave that. That's I like aggressive. <laughs> no, that was we're starting. No, aggressive. we're starting the new year, and we're gonna be more aggressive about our fans actually showing us appreciation. Because you know what? It's not enough to just say you love us. Start leaving ratings, retweet <clears throat> those tweets, all of that. Be aggressive. You take your stand, Jarrell. <laughs> I am going to say goodnight, everybody. Bye. 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 Love you. Bye.